For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Thank <laughs> you. 
and we'll give God the glory in this house. I believe Moses experienced Hopi's mind. He saw the burning bush. And he heard the voice of the Lord say, Take off your shoes. For the ground that you're standing on is Hopi's ground. Well, God is not asking us today to take off our shoes, but the Bible says that we should worship him. And he said, Worship him, we'll worship him in spirit and in truth. I mean, when you really worship him, it is not about a song, it's not about a melody. It's all about who he is. And if we think about who he is and not alive, we could say that this is only brown because the Lord is in this place. Dr. William Gay 
coming. Amen. We'll be bringing the word on today. Whether we know it or not, 
has taken on a new mantra. We have stepped out into a new realm. We have actually exposed ourselves to another level of enemy attack. We've acted like the little kids in the playground. We've gone to the bully and we've said, I'm going to hit you first. I'm not going to let you hit me first. We've gagged in the bully's face and we said, I am not afraid of you. And you say, when did we do all of this? I don't recall picking a fight. I don't recall starting a fight. Well, when we began to talk about in 2017 that we were looking for miracles, signs, and wonders from the Lord, we moved ourselves from one realm to another. We began to fast and pray for 20-something days for the supernatural. We moved ourselves from one realm to another. When we began to make all those new faith confessions about God doing something supernatural, not just in our lives, but in the lives of this ministry, we move from one realm to a next, to a new one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you say, well, we moved there, and I don't really recall signing up for this, but when you signed up to be a part of the Christian army, when you decided that you were going to follow Christ, you didn't have a choice. You can't stay in kindergarten forever. Amen. we got to go to the next grade. Amen. And so when we begin to talk about the supernatural, we're talking about things that are not ordinary. Yeah. We're talking about going from the fry, the fry person that makes the french fries to the CEO of the company. We're talking about uh, debt, being, debt being canceled and you having over extra to spend to take care of other stuff. We're talking about going from the bottom to the top without having qualifications and whatever man says you should have to get there. We're talking about the supernatural. We're talking about that back door opening up and the influx of souls rushing in. We're talking about our children growing up and standing before giants and declaring who they are and what it is they can do. When you step into the realm of the supernatural, you're going to another level. And I've heard church members, I've heard church people talking about, we're going to another level, we're going to another level. But a lot of times we, we begin to take out that, that uh, uh, put our feet out to begin to run that race towards that new level, and we don't really know what we're running for. We live in a society that is microwave. We want everything right now. When you get on the highway, everything is in a hurry. When you get in the store, you want super fast, everything done. If you get in the, the five items or less line and it takes you longer than five minutes in that line, you disturb. Let somebody get in the five items or less and have six items. You want to call them and say, hey, this is five items or less and they have six. That person needs to get out of line. Why? Because we're in a hurry. We're in a constant hurry. But how many of you know that we can't hurry, God? Amen. God knows what we need when we need it. And he's going to come always on time. Sometimes the things that we want and desire, we're not even ready to receive. He has to build our character. He has to build our integrity. He has to build our spiritual strength to be able to endure. Because when you become the CEO of the company, you can't be friends with the people you were friends with that were your homies in the lunchroom. When you become the boss on the job, you cannot be the same person you were when you were just an employee. Amen. When you become a millionaire, you can't hang out with the same people that you hung out with when you didn't have nothing but food stamps. Because your mentality and your love in life has changed. It doesn't mean that you're better, but your way of thinking changes. 
So sometimes we want to move to a new level, but our way of thought has not moved to that level yet. Our way of our character has not moved to that level yet. So sometimes if it takes our character a little longer to get there, it may take us a little longer to get where we want to go in Christ. Doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. God does not forget. He hears every moaning groan that we make. He knows every thought, even the idle thoughts that we think. He knows them. He is already there in his position on time, but he's waiting for us to catch up. And in our catch-up process, it takes some discipline. It takes some changed mind. It takes some changed attitude. Amen? It takes some changes about us in order for us to get where God wants us to be. One of the old adages that we would say is that patience is a virtue. And, and you know, that's something like patience is a virtue. And it's so funny because even before um, I was preparing for this message, the Lord had already begun to talk to me about waiting. We were riding in the car, and we were listening to Wendy uh, the Minor. And he says, I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. You know, and, and I made a, a conscious decision that I'm not going to say things that I'm not ready to deal with because I know that the power of life and death is in my tongue. And so I got some things before the Lord that I don't necessarily want to wait on. Anybody like me? I got some things before the Lord that I've been waiting a long time for, and I don't want to wait no longer for it. I need him to do it like yesterday. I need to walk into that thing right now. But I may not even be ready for what I want to walk into. Amen. So when the song came on in the car and Pastor was just singing away, he just singing away, I wouldn't sing the words for that song. Because I do mind waiting. My flesh don't want to wait for some of the stuff I got before the Lord. My flesh wants it yesterday. And so I wouldn't say it. So then that thing just still pondered in my mind. You know, like how you, you think about you're not going to do something and it just kind of stay on you. Like, why well, I keep thinking about this? And then as, a, as Pastor Thomas well, let me know that I was going to be bringing the word, that was what the Lord gave you. Waiting. I'm like, really, Lord? <laughs> you were preparing me for this moment. And so we have to realize that waiting is truly, it truly is a virtue. If God gave us everything that we wanted right now, we would even be able to handle it. The windows of blessing, the windows of heaven, if he dropped those blessings all of them on us at the same time, we wouldn't even be able to, we would be overwhelmed by the goodness of the Lord. We wouldn't be able to accept it. And so, therefore, we have to learn how to wait on the Lord. And the scripture says when we wait, he's going to renew our strength. Amen. As we look back over the month, as I was talking about how we have began to move into the supernatural without uh, to a new realm or a new level in Christ without really thinking about what we were doing, during the month of March, we fasted and we prayed. And every week we had a supernatural confession. We had a supernatural purpose, supernatural finance, supernatural promises, supernatural graces. Like, we don't even realize what we were saying. Understand what I'm saying? So we like a lot of times when we pass the calls for a fast or we decide we're gonna do something as a whole group, sometimes we don't really even think about it, we just kind of do it because it's the whole group doing it. But you don't notice when you make those confessions, you are setting yourself up for enemy fighters. You move from the outer court of the bull's eye to the center court of the bull's eye. And I don't know about you, but ever since we began the, that fast in the month of March, all the way to the end of March, when as um as life was happening for me, things seemed to get tougher and tougher. Stuff that I used to didn't struggle with, I began to have a struggle with. Problems I used to didn't have, I began to have problems. 
with. And I couldn't understand it until I thought about the waiting. And I thought about what I was confessing out of my mouth. What was I saying? Because remember when we say words out of our mouth, we give those words life. So if you say something good, you give it good life. If you say something negative, you give it negative life. If you ask for the supernatural, you are moving into another level of life. And living as believers should live. It's not that we shouldn't be there, but we're not always ready to get there. We have set ourselves and we have moved ourselves again from the mediocre place to a new place. See, as long as we were mediocre, Satan was satisfied. I ain't got to worry about it. She ain't going to witness to nobody. Oh, I ain't got to worry about it. He ain't going to talk to nobody. Oh, no, he ain't going to show nobody. Oh, no, they ain't going to do that. They have to worry about it. Because when we're mediocre, we're like everybody else. That's why I can remember as a kid, parents used to say, you don't want to see. Because a fee is average. The average pool is full. You want to go above average. You want to become honored. Amen. You want to go over and beyond. And even in honors, you want to step higher as you can go. Because you are a unique Christian, yes. unique individual. Remember, over in Second Peter says, we are a chosen generation. And chosen people don't look like everybody else. <laughs> we don't act like everybody else. When you see the Rockefellers, they don't look like us. They may have on similar clothes, but they clothes up a whole lot more than ours do. You understand what I'm saying? When you go over to, to England and you see the king, they don't look like us. You see the prince, they don't look like us because they are a part of that part of the group. Well, we are chosen too. We are kings and prince in the earth in which we live. Why? Because God has called us to be a royal priesthood. Not just a royal priesthood, but a holy nation. We are set apart from everybody else. So being average should make you sick. Being average should make any Christian be uncomfortable. And when you're in the average state, you don't have to worry about saving nobody that much because you're mediocre. You're not a disturbance to his plan. You're not going to cause any problems in his camp. But when you get beyond mediocre, when you start stepping out of that mediocre pool, you become a threat to the enemy's camp. God is not looking for coward soldiers. He's looking for those that are willing to go to the enemy. Just like little David did with your little rock and stand before that giant and tell the giant, you must go down in Jesus' name. You cannot stand. You cannot be over my finances. You cannot be over my family. You will not be over my neighborhood. You will not be over my job. You will not be over nothing that God has allowed me to have. And stand there boldly with your rock in your hand, ready to throw it and knock the devil down. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes when we're waiting, we are uncomfortable. Sometimes when we're waiting, we are disturbed. Because when we're waiting, if we're waiting in the wrong position, we begin to see a lot of negativity. Yeah. Yeah. We begin to see, like, why, why he won't feel for me? Why, why, why not? Why, why, why? Why they get to do this? Why, you know, you begin to wonder why. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you some things as believers, what we should be doing during that waiting period. We should not be just standing there waiting. When we talk about the waiting process, I thought about planting a seed or planting flowers. On last week, we planted some seeds. So you did a you look. You went another step. You confessed the word. You started believing the word. And then you sold for the word. So now you're waiting on the manifestation. 
the miracle signs and wonders. You're waiting for the supernatural to begin to uh, evolve in your own life. So when you think about a seed, the first thing a seed, what happens before you can plant a seed is that the land must be cultivated. So we did our cultivating when we studied the word. We did our cultivating when we were fasting. We did our cultivating because I believe even after this fast period that we've just experienced, a lot of us have began to read the word more. A lot of us began to pray a little more. A lot of us began to change the way we were thinking. So we cultivated our land. After we cultivated the land, then we planted the seed. The seed was planted in our heart. Not only did we plant a supernatural seed in our heart, we didn't even begin to plant a natural seed in the earth, knowing that if we plant a seed, that that seed has to grow. Now, while that seed is planted, what are you doing? You're waiting. You're not going to plant the seed today and see the flower tomorrow. You're not going to plant the seed today and see the flower next week. Because some things must happen while that seed is in the earth. One of the things that happens to that seed while it's in the earth, it begins to stretch. It has to come out of itself. Mm-hmm. Have you ever got up in the morning and you step out the bed and the knees didn't work, your back, you're like, oh, and you try to stretch yourself out and just seem like your body aches all over? That seed has to stretch. It has to get out of its normal form in order for it to become a plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to stretch. So sometimes we have to go through some stretching. And our faith, during that stretching time, if we're not careful, our faith will be weakened. But that's why we have the word of God that was planted in our hearts before. So then you have something to go back to. So, so okay, I may not be able to read right now because I'm, the stretching is stretching me so hard, I can't physically open the book and really read the word and digest what I'm reading. But I can remember what the word of God said. says that the Lord loves me more than anything. The Lord has made me the head and not the tail. He made me more than a copy. You go back to what you have already learned. You pull that up out of your spirit, and you walk in that. I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. I don't care what the enemy says. I know who I am, and I know that my daddy controls all things. I am standing on the promises of Jesus. That's what we have to do while stretching. But while we're stretching, we're still waiting. Also, while that seed is in the ground, sometimes that seed has to fight. Because they're ants and they're all kind of little bugs that live in the earth. And some of them live off the seeds of that plant. So those, as, he, as those uh, bugs are down there trying to gnaw and eat it, or eat it up so that it does not grow, that plant is fighting. Sometimes we got to fight. Because the enemy going to come and say, you ain't going to never be nothing. You're going to be broke all your life. And during that time, you have got to fight. You can't fight with your physical fist. you got to fight with the word of God. And if you don't have no word to fight with, you're in trouble. Why you wait? Yeah. We got to have a new language. Because sometimes in our fight, the enemy can't know what we're talking about. We got to elevate ourselves to a new language in Christ so that we can handle the battle that is ahead of us. We got to wait for the supernatural. Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary, but they shall walk and not faint. We have got to wait. Because during that waiting period, God has given us some promises. But you cannot receive those promises if you are out of line with your waiting process. Knowing that when you're waiting, you're fighting. Uh You're working. You're moving. You're not giving up. 
You're not falling beyond beneath the ground and saying, oh, Lord, it's me. Every time I turn around, I can't win. That is not language for a believer. I'm broken in the joke. I ain't going to know. I guess I go for this and I go to see if there's a... That is not language for a believer. Children of God, our daddy owns everything. Our language should represent who we are and whose we are. um, Psalms 27 and 14 tells us, it says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Waiting is important. Waiting is something that we actually can do, believe it or not. Sometimes we don't want to wait, but we actually can wait. During our waiting period, we are warring. Remember, I talked about the fighting. We are, we are warring against the enemy. We're preparing ourselves for battle. We are in a fight. Exodus 14 and 14 says, the Lord shall fight for you and ye hold your peace. Yeah. So while we're in the fight, even though we may, be, have, to, we may have to do some physical uh, uh, praying, we may have to do some extra fasting, we may have to do some physical reading during this battle, but we don't have to try to fight it alone. He said, if you just hold your peace, He'll fight your battle. Sometimes when you go into the false's office, you just go there and be quiet and let the Lord move. Sometimes when you have to stand before your spouse and you all are having a difficult time, sometimes you have to stand there and be quiet. Sometimes when your finances are going crazy and you can't find the beginning and the end and the middle and all over this goal, sometimes you just have to be quiet and trust in the Lord. 1 Timothy 6 and 12 tells us to fight the good fight of faith. And lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. As believers understand that this battle is not ours. The battle was already set before we were born. We're just pawns in the battle. But while we're there, we can stand firm. On the word of God. We can trust him to take care of us. We can trust him to bring us through. So if our language changes and we start saying things that don't line up with the word, we push ourselves back. We push ourselves back from the promise. The next thing that we're going to be doing while we're waiting, we're going to be, we need to be worshiping. We need to be worshiping. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Worship is important. We got to get out of ourselves. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were faced with the fiery furnace. They were faced with death. And regardless of the death that they were facing, they worshiped the Lord. They did not allow what their eyes saw in the physical to deter them from their responsibility as a worshiper. And they continued to worship the Lord. And in due season, in the time that was near, the Lord saved their lives. The men that took them in the furnace didn't come out. But they walked out the furnace, and they didn't even smell a fire. That's how God will protect us. Psalms 95 and 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let us. This is what we need to do. See, a lot of times we're waiting on God to do something. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Just don't sit here and wait until he get here. God is not looking for us to sit here 
them and wait on him. While we're waiting, know that, that we're going to have to have some fights, and we're going to have to fight in the spirit realm. Know that while we're waiting, after we're done with our fighting, we're going to have to do some worshiping. And sometimes we got to worship when we don't want to worship. And those are the best times to worship. Because when you don't want to worship, you are closer to your breakthrough than you've ever been in your life. You're closer to what it is that you have been seeking God for. Job 1 and 20 says, Then Job arose, and he rent his mantle, and he shaved his head, and he fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Remember, Job had lost everything, his children, his finances, and then eventually down the line, his friends, and then his wife started going crazy. And you know when, you're, when the person that's close to you, like your spouse, started going crazy, that's a problem. Because sometimes when your spouse is going crazy, it's hard for you to stay in position. Okay? But when Job was even faced with his spouse losing her mind, and saying, want you to trust God and die. His health began to fail. Everything seemed like was coming down on Job. Job could have said, woe is me. I don't know what I'm going to do. The Lord don't love me no more. He could have said all those things that we sometimes say. Bad language. Language that don't line up with the word of God. But instead, it says he fell down on the ground and he worshiped. Amen. And then we, if we go on to Job 42 and 12, we will find that Job received double for his trouble. The Lord gave him back, um, what it says, he gave him back more than he had in the beginning. He had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and thousands of yoke of oxen and thousands of she-asses. It even talks about Job even got more children. Amen. God gave it back to him more than he had, than he had when he began. But he warned, he had to fight, and he had to worship. So I want to admonish you today. You need to fight, and you need to worship. The last thing that you need to do while you're in this waiting period is you need to witness. We need to be witnesses just like the woman that was at the well. We need to be a witness of, of a man that can save anybody. A man that will take care of anybody. Yes. A man that will love anybody. Was, was any of us, uh, anybody, was any of us like, you know, like, if you, you, you saw yourself in the past, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can love you. But he's a man that can love anybody. Amen. And he cares for all who will follow after him, that will call upon his name, that will be allow him to be the Lord of their lives. She said she went to, went to town and she was running and spinning and she says, I know a man. Not just any man, but I know the man, the man that can save, the man that is keeping. He told me things about myself that I had not shared with anybody. I know a man. Amen. And even after he told me those things, he went on to assure me that he loved me just as I was. Amen. Anybody glad that God just loved you just as you are? Some of us are not even fit to be loved, but he loves us just as we are. Sometimes we beat ourselves up because we've done things or we've said things or we've been places or we've had different types of attitudes like, oh, my God, I'm terrible, I'm terrible. But God says, I love you just as you are. Amen. He says, and all you have to do is ask me to forgive you. And when you ask for forgiveness, he forgives us instantly and cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. That's the kind of God that we serve. Acts 1 and 8 told us, says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. We are called to be witnesses. Yes. What are you a witness to? You're a witness to the goodness of the Lord. Yes. You're a witness to what God has brought you from and where he has brought you to and where he's taking you. So as you're, giving, as, as you're being a witness, you're telling
from this. And now he has me at this point, and I know he's taking me to that point. So you have to be a witness. And being a witness, you have to be convincing. When people go to the movies and they see a good movie, and Tyler Perry, you know, he's one of my favorite cats, uh, one of my favorite playwriters and, and all that. But when Tyler Perry movies were really popular back here a few years ago, people went to his show, and what did they do? They left his show, and they went and told somebody else. They were good witnesses because some of the people that they told, what did they do? They either went to the show or they bought the video. You understand what I'm saying? That was the kind of witnesses God is looking for us to be. Greater than that, where God brought me from this, and he brought me to this. But I know he's taking me to that. But you got to be convinced that he's taking you there. You can't just tell God, you can't get away from you one day, bye and bye. No, you got to be convinced that God is going to take you wherever it is you want to go. Those vision those boards that we created, those plans that we created for our life, you got to be a witness that I ain't there yet, but I know Daddy's taking me there. I got my walking shoes on. I am on my way. While I'm waiting on the Lord, while I'm warned, I am witnessing because I know I am on my way to where it is I want to go in the Lord. Acts 5 and 32 also tells us, and we are his witnesses. We are his witnesses. We're called witnesses. Acts 22 and 15 says, For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. Can God trust you to be a witness? When things like all hell is falling apart in your life, can he trust you to be a witness? When it seems like your children are going crazy, your husband has lost their mind, you're losing your job, your car repossessed, can you still be a witness? Can you still wait on the Lord and trust him when your life is on the line, when you're about to face death? Can you still be a witness for the Lord? Not only can you be a witness, can you worship him in those times? Those are the best times to fall down and worship the Lord. Because then you build a closer, a more intimate relationship with the Father. So I want to encourage you today to wait on the Lord yeah. and be of good courage. Yeah. As we look at this 40th chapter of Isaiah, if you look at 40, 40th chapter, verse 1, it begins with, comfort ye, comfort ye my people. We're in a time and a season that there's a need to be comforted. Yeah. Yeah. There's wars going on. Yeah. There are, there's death on every hand. People look like they're losing their mind and going crazy. You don't know. You, you stand back and you're in awe of some of the things that you see with your physical eyes in the earth. There's a need for people to be comforted in this day. If we look at verse 27, it begins with of the question. And it's this particular pastor, group of pastors talks about God's faithfulness and his ability to empower man. Okay, so even regardless of the fact that it seems like the world is going crazy, understand that God is faithful. Understand that he said in his word that in the last days we were going to face some tough times. Some stuff was going to be going on. Mothers against daughters and fathers against sons and wars and rumors of wars. Men become lovers of themselves. Is that all the things we're facing right now? Amen. So I come this morning to say this to you that God wants us to be comforted in all of this. Don't give up while you're waiting. Don't let go of the supernatural vision that he has given you. Hold on and hold fast to his word. Verse 27 says, Why ye, why says thou, O Jacob, and speak it, O Israel, my way is hid 
from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from God. Has thou not known? This is the question. Did you not know? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not? He's still there. Even though men love themselves, even though money is the is beginning the, the number one root to all things, everything is all about money. He's still there. Even though sons and sons against fathers and fathers against sons and mothers against daughters and daughters against mothers, he's still there. Neither is he weary. He's not tired. Um, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the saints, and then to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth. And I thought this was, was, was a little odd or a little unusual, because normally when you think of young people, you think of young people as being strong. But then when I read that, that verse, I thought about how our kids today, they're so tired. Yeah. The things that we used to do as children, we know we were nonstop from sun up to sun down, running and moving. These kids are so tired. They're so weak. But here the word of God says that even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. So this is what we're facing, the word of God being, uh, uh, being brought before our eyes in living color. But he goes on to verse 31, that this is our key verse. It says, but they that wait. Why are you waiting? Yes. You're warring. Yes. Why are you waiting? Yes. You're worshiping. Yes. Why are you waiting? You're witnessing. Yes. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I thought I just thought about Holy Spirit just remind me of how sometimes when you're in your feel like you're down this moment, that's the time somebody calls you that you need to pray for them. Or you need to be a good word of encouragement. I don't know about you, but that, that's what happens to me. When I'm at my lowest point, when I'm having my hardest time, I got people on the phone want to talk. I need to talk. And I'm like, I don't need, I don't want to talk. I'm sad myself. I need somebody to talk to me. I need to go lay on the couch. But as a believer, I have to stand up. I have to put my stuff to the side and say, okay, let's talk. And I have to listen. When we're in our weakest moment, he says that he will renew our strength. He will renew our strength. It goes on to say that we shall mount up with wings as an eagle. We shall run and not be weary, and we shall walk and not faint. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Don't give up. Don't turn back, but wait on the Lord because he is right there waiting for us. We are closer to our grace than we've ever been before. And I know you say, well, Pastor, we say that all the time, and we, we keep on, we keep getting prophecies for this, and we keep hearing the word of God for this, and we keep, but we don't see no manifestation. Well, sometimes that manifestation cannot come to pass because we're not ready to receive it. Or we get to the point where we start walking in faith, and the moment that we get tripped, we lay down and we don't get back up. We have to stay focused. We have to stay on the word. We have been planting for supernatural. We have been believing for supernatural. We have been believing for the promises of the supernatural, not just in, uh, in, in the ministry, but in our personal lives and our finances. We've been believing for supernatural breakthroughs. During my fasting, I was praying for supernatural deliverance for some people. I believe God. And even when they don't look like they did deliver, I still believe God. Because I know that the power of life and death is in my tongue. And when I say it, it has got to come to pass. Amen. When I say it, I have to stand on the promises of God that I'm not just speaking out of Lima, but I am speaking his word. Yeah. 
Amen. And I think it was in Job where it says that we can seek and we can cause change in the lives of unbelievers. We can do that. He gave us the power to do that. So if I can speak in the life of someone else that's an unbeliever, I can speak in my own life and cause for supernatural finances, supernatural breakthroughs, supernatural deliverance, supernatural health. I can speak supernatural over my own life while I'm waiting on the Lord, while I'm being a witness. For the Lord. While I am warring for the Lord, I am waiting on the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Smoke your God some more praise in the house. Amen. We don't mind waiting. Amen. We don't. The reason why we don't mind waiting is because we're waiting on Him. Yeah. That that we wait on that's going to deliver. Amen. 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 The woman with the issue of blood, she waited twelve years to meet up with Jesus. Amen. She didn't know she was waiting to meet up with Him. Amen. But when she met up with Him, I guess she she figured that 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 wait wasn't so bad. Amen. Because I met a man, and he has given me not only healing, but he gives me wholeness. Amen. 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 They that wait upon the Lord, you shall renew their strength. Amen. Amen. I know this is the going in the bag until I got up here. I take that personal. Amen. <laughs> right now is the time that we extend the invitation to discipleship. Amen. Might be somebody that's listening in that might want to become a part of the body of Christ. Amen. We we don't join the body of Christ. We become members of the kingdom. Amen. 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 And, and right now we offer Christ to you, my brother, my sister. The songwriter said that he'll give you brand new life and he'll give it to you abundantly. Amen. Amen. So you might be listening in on Talk Show. You might be listening in on Facebook. Amen. All you got to do is inbox us. Amen. And, and, and we could we could talk you through. Amen. That you could become a part of the body of Christ. Amen. The Bible said that the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Amen. He said in, in the book of Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man should hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. He'll give you a brand new life. Amen. Amen. So we thank God and we praise God. Amen for for that word on today. Amen. Amen. For those that's listening in on Talk to those that's listening in on Facebook Live, God bless you as our prayer. Thank you for listening in. Come join us if you're not doing anything. Be my special guest next Sunday, Easter Sunday. Amen. Amen. You might not be doing anything. Some of y'all just sitting at home anyway. Amen. Amen. You ought to come to church. We won't we won't hold you no longer than two hours. Actually it's less than two hours. Amen. We'll we'll let you go because we know that you got something planned, but God got something planned for you too. God bless you until next time. Amen. Amen.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.